Hey, I'm Pastor Steve Hogg at First Baptist Church in Rock Hill. Thank you so much for joining today's broadcast. We're talking about what it looks like to be a mature follower of Christ. So you, you listen because I think God has a word for you. And in these weeks together, we're, we're talking about what does it look like to be a mature Christian? That's not always an easy thing to describe unless you've seen one up close and personal. What does it look like to be a fully devoted, dedicated, mature follower of Jesus Christ? Last Sunday, we said someone who's a growing, maturing Christian is going to more and more increasingly look like Jesus Christ. In other words, the the stronger you become in your faith, the more you grow as a follower of Christ, the more you resemble him. Now, you're not going to look completely like Jesus until heaven, okay? We're not going to reach complete maturity until then. But we're growing, we're changing, and and therefore we look more and more like him. And, And that's the goal. We talked about having a target that we aim our lives at. What's the direction we're shooting for? And and the aim is to be more Christ like. So that's that's what we're all after, okay? To be more and more like Jesus Christ as his followers. And we talked about these banners around the wall, our eight passions as a family of faith, because these are practical descriptors, if you will of what a maturing Christian looks like. That if we're growing and becoming more like Christ, it's going to show up in our relationships with our family. It's going to show up in the conversations we have with those who don't know Jesus Christ and who are lost. It's going to show up in our worship of God, not only in Sunday mornings, but our quiet times during the week, our intimacy with Him. It's going to show up in intentional spiritual growth that we we are serious about it and we get after it. It's going to show up in prayer. Because if you're growing and maturing, you're going to have a prayer life. It's going to show up in in, in our spiritual friendships. In other words, if you're growing as a Christian, you like God's people. You want to be with God's people. So you want to be at church. You want to be in Sunday school. You want to make connections and get to know one another and encourage and support one another. And today we're going to talk about the one that's the least favorite of most people who go to church. It's going to show up in how you deal with the resources in your life. And that's your money. But it's everything in your life. It's your skills and experiences. It's what you do with your days and years. It's everything that you consider a resource, a part of who you are that you can use to make a difference in this world. When you're growing and maturing in Christ, it's going to show up in what you do with those things. So I invite you to open your Bible with me to the New Testament book of Galatians chapter 6. Galatians chapter 6. Now, most of you already know this, but investing is a big part of life in America, right? Particularly if you want to retire comfortably, investing is part of it, preparing for it. In fact, uh, every Thursday morning, it's in the middle of the night before I wake up on Thursday morning. When I wake up, I have an, I have an email. I have an email that, uh, from Guidestone that shows me the balances in my different accounts with them that you know I'm, I have in preparation for retirement. And um, it's just an automatic thing. Every Thursday morning, I get that email and I look at it and say, well, this was a good week. This past week was a good week. Uh, if it's a bad week, I, I look at it real fast. And, uh, and then sometimes I look at it and thought, you know, I wish I had started some of this when I was younger because it would really make a, a big difference. And I'm going to spend a little more time on this in the next service when we've got a lot of young people, young adults and teenagers. But uh, just for those of you who are young in this service uh, and maybe uh, for others, just think about this. If, if you took $100, okay, you just took $100, 
and you invested $100 every month. So at the end of a year, how much would you have invested? $1,200. See, you know, you may have. Okay, $1,200 at the end of a year. And let's just say a moderate growth, annual growth of 5%. Okay? Earn 5%. So we're not being aggressive, moderate to, you know, moderate growth, 5% annually uh, growth. And, and you start doing it, and you say, hey, when I'm 65 years old, how much am I going to have? If I just put $100 a month at 5% growth annually, and I, and I do that every month, and, and, and how much will I have if I'm 65 years old, and I start doing that when I'm 55? Okay, so you do it for 10 years. You'll have just under $16,000. But if you start when you're 45 and you do it for 20 years, you'll have 41000 And if you start when you're 35 and do it for 30 years, you'll have... And by the way, you have not increased how much you're investing per month. It's still just $100 a month. Okay? So the, 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 the assumptions haven't changed. But what if you start when you're 25 and you do it for 40 years? And you're a college kid. And you start when you're 20. Huge difference, isn't it? And starting at 20, you have only put in 54000 over those 45 years of your own money. The other 150000 is what you have earned. Now, we all, if you've done much, you know, study, you, you understand, you know, compound interest. You, you understand how all that works, right? But investing is the key and starting sooner rather than later. Two basic principles. You don't earn anything if you don't invest. And you earn more the sooner you start. That's just life. And uh, uh, I wish I'd known some of that when I was 20. I'm sure some of you do as well, don't you? Um, you say, preacher, what does that have to do with what I'm, what I'm going to preach? It has everything to do with it. Because the principle of, of you earn only when you invest, and the sooner you start, the better applies to every resource that is a part of your life that God says he wants you to invest the right way. Your money, the, the years of your life, your commitment to learning and growing and using the skills that God has given you, the, the talents that you develop. The sooner you start, the more impact. Right? Right? And if you don't do anything with them, guess what? You get nothing from them. Now, I want you to see what God says in Galatians chapter 6, starting at verse 7. Let's look at the Word of God. He says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. You're not going to make a fool of God. Every time somebody tries to make a fool of God, the only person they make a fool of is whom? Themselves. Whatever a man, notice this, whatever a man sows, what he invests, what happens? That's what he reaps. So whatever you invest, whatever you, whatever you do with what you have, that's what you're going to get back. For the one who sows to his own flesh, notice this, will from the flesh reap what? Corruption. But the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap what? Eternal life. In other words, what you invest determines what you get back. That's just a principle of life. Not only when you start it, but what? What you do with it. Now look, at, let's, let's continue in verse 9. He says, 
let us not lose heart. So, so don't, don't become discouraged and give up. He said, let us not lose heart in doing good, for in due time we will reap if we what? Do not grow worried. Don't quit. So then, while we have opportunity, let us do good to all people and especially, especially to those who are of the household of faith. Now, some lessons I want to make real quickly from this passage. Here's the first one. You and I, each and every one of us, have resources to invest in the kingdom of God. We don't all have the same resources. We don't all have the same amount of resources. But each and every person in this room has resources to invest for the sake of God. There's, there's an old saying, the rich get richer. Because if you, you, know, if you have money, you can make more money. I, I understand all of that. But you can make something in life, you can earn something in life if you invest whatever it is you have in life. Because if you keep waiting until you have more before you invest anything, guess what? You're wasting your life. You have to start where you are and invest what you have. Now, am I talking about money? Well, sure, that, that applies, but it applies to... to uh, so many other things. Now think about this. Do you understand that your life, your existence, your time on this planet is a resource? It is a gift from God? And all of us have seen people who it seems never grow up. It seems they just keep waiting year after year, decade after decade before they start doing anything with their life, right? Right? What does that mean? It means they, are, they have this precious resource and it's called life. It's called time on planet earth. And they're not investing it. They're squandering it. And here's the thing about life. Here's the thing about years. Once they are done, they're done. You don't get them back. There's no do-over, is there? And just like some of us may, may say, you know, I, I wish I had known... When I was 20, what I know about finances today and started doing some things, then I'd be better off. The same thing's true in life. You can't keep putting off investing your life in the things that matter most. Because once, once, once those years are gone, you can't, you can't go back and redo those years. You can't invest those years again. They're over. You've missed them. Your talents and your, your skills. We've all known people who we, we, we looked at them and we said, you know, they have so much natural ability, but they, they don't seem like, it doesn't seem like they've ever done anything to, to develop those skills. They've never made the investment to learn and get better and maximize their talent and their abilities. Do you, do you know people like that? Are you someone like that? Just don't have the discipline to invest the skills and talents and gifts that God's given you to, to, to hone them so you can invest them and get more out of it, earn more from it, and not just, not just money. But what, what about money? What are, you, what are you investing your money in? And I'm not talking just about you know stocks and, and property and bonds and so on so you can retire. That's part of it. But what are you spending your money on? And what, is you, what difference is your money making in this world and in people's lives? And, and what are you doing for the kingdom of God and for his church with your, 
money. That's a resource that God's blessed you with. What are you doing with it? Your possessions. Yesterday, Monice and I, was, uh, we were at a, a Sunday school social, a brunch. Someone using their home to serve. What do you do with your car and truck and boat lake house mountain house and the house you sleep in every night what what do you do with those resources to make a difference for the kingdom of god are you investing them in any way i was on a study retreat this week staying at a member's place that they blessed this church by blessing me with that's investing in the kingdom because it's going to make a difference in what happens here this fall. What, what do you do with your resources to contribute positively and constructively to the advancement of the gospel? We have resources. That's what he's talking about in this passage in Galatians. What you sow is what you reap. You have resources to plant, to sow. Well, let me rush on. Here's, a, here's another lesson. <clears throat> There are two ways to invest the resources God's blessed you with in life. One is the right way and the other is the wrong way. And uh, it's mentioned in verse 8. Look at verse 8 again. He said, the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. Do, Do you know what the wrong way to invest your resources, do you know what it is? It's investing all the resources of your life in a way that is essentially self centered in a way that is predominantly and essentially just about you. To the flesh, self. And he says the end result of that will be corruption, it will be death, it'll be, it won't be what you want. Because if your first thought is me, your last thought is me, and your in-between thoughts are me, when it comes to how you spend your time, how you spend your money, how you deal with your talents if it's a self-centered approach to what you're going to do with your life and everything that's a part of your life you're investing it primarily in self then god says that's not the way i want you to do it if you're going to look like jesus christ because jesus how did he invest his life he gave up heaven For a cross. So we could be part of the kingdom of God. Was that a self-centered or an other-centered investment? You want to be like Christ? Look at his example. He's the role model. Our culture is so much about me, me, and mine, mine. And, and listen, I'm investing for retirement. There, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not. Don't don't misunderstand what I'm saying. But I'm asking very candidly, what are you doing with your resources to advance the kingdom of God? All of your resources. What's the right way to do it God, in a God-centered fashion? He continues in verse eight by saying, "The one who who sows to the Spirit." Will from the Spirit reap eternal life. Spiritual investment, investing in things that God is doing in this world to make a difference in people's lives. Invest in things that, that bring about a, an eternal result, that have an eternal 
value. With money, that means generosity. And by the way, uh, th- this church has a lot of generous people, and I'm, I'm so thankful for that. I want to give you an update. You know, um, we're, we're in our 6 and 6 capital campaign with the goal of paying off our debt. When we started this uh, focus about two years ago, started talking about this. In fact, next month is the two-year anniversary. Uh, our debt was approximately $6.2 million. Do you know what it is today? We've paid the loan balance since then down to $4.9 million, so we praise God for that. That's real progress. And that's, yeah. And that's due to the generosity of his people. And I'm just going to give you a heads up. Next month, next month, early March, we have one Sunday where we'll celebrate this and renew our commitments to the third year, the final year of this first three-year campaign. And then two years from that, and then two years from today, we'll have uh, another campaign and, and the goal. Remember, we're praying for a miracle because to do six in six years is going to take a miracle of God because math doesn't show how we can do it. So we need God to intervene and do something we don't understand, okay? And so keep praying for that. But uh, what, what we're called to do is just be faithful, right? So thank you for your generosity. I thought you'd be encouraged just to know the progress that's being made, but be praying about what you want to do for the last year of the campaign. We'll make our commitments to that uh, next month. But your talents. You know, it breaks my heart when I see people who are so talented and they don't, they don't use any of those talents for the kingdom. They don't, they don't use any of those skills to help the church do its ministry. We're to invest all of our resources. All of it. Now, none of us are going to be perfect in this area, but we need to be honest with ourselves when we examine and evaluate. Let me move on for the sake of time. Here's the third lesson. God already, listen, God already knows, okay? God already knows how I'm investing the resources of my life. Okay? I may not want to own up to it. I may want to pretend it's different than it is. I may not want to even think about it. But God already knows what I'm doing with my life and all the resources that are a part of my life. God already knows. So we're not, we're not what does he say? Be not, be not deceived. God is not mine. We can't trick God. He already gets it. Who, who do we think we're fooling? Ourselves. So here's, here's another lesson. We need to be honest with ourselves. We need to be honest with ourselves. Because whether or not we invest, what we invest and what we invest in when it comes to life determines what we get back. Okay? People who invest in marriage, who invest in learning how to be a better husband, learning how to be a better wife, learning how to be a better parent, people who invest in learning about relationships, guess what, what do you think happens to those people? They get better at relationships. People who don't invest the time and the effort in learning how to be better in relationships, what, what happens? They don't get better and they make the same mistakes over and over and over. Listen, you don't get smarter just because you make a, masna- a mistake. You only get smarter if you figure out why you made it and how you can avoid making it again. If you don't learn from it, you're not getting any smarter. So what are you investing in learning about relationships, about human dynamics? Investing in honestly seeing yourself and what you bring to the table in those relationships. Your part in all of that. 
You investing? What what are you doing with this? Do you know one of the reasons people don't like for, for a preacher to talk about money? Because what we do with this says more about what's really important to us than what we say with our mouth. Did you get that? What we do with this says more about what's really important to us than what we say with our mouth. I'll let you chew on that one a minute. Well, let's move on to another, another lesson. There are reasons. There are reasons some people continue to make bad investments in life. Whether it's with their money, with relationships, with their learnings and skills, their talents, their time, their years, there's reasons. Okay? And um, one of those, one of those reasons is what you see there on the screen. Some, some, some of you have gotten so many negative returns in the past when you invested. You invested in relationships and a negative return. You, 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 and you've made bad decisions and negative experiences and negative returns, negative growth. And, and you just kind of throw up your hands. And that's how it's going to be. And it's somebody else's fault. And it's this. And it's, it's that. Let me tell you about a young man named Brian. Very disorganized in his finances. Bounced checks. Didn't want to. Didn't do it intentionally, but he did it. Late with his credit card payments. You get the picture? Rededicated his life to Jesus. Really got serious about his relationship with the Lord. And because of that, got serious about his finances. Made some drastic changes. Started balancing his checkbook. First time he'd ever balanced a checkbook. Moved out of a somewhat expensive apartment and, and, and into just a, a, a cheap room in a boarding house to save some money. Um, had a truck, decided he'd sell it because he had a truck and a car. Sell the truck, keep the car. Before he could sell the truck, this was about a month after he uh, rededicated his life to Jesus, had a wreck in his truck. Problem was he didn't have any any insurance because about three months earlier, his, in, his, his, his checks, his, his payment for his auto insurance, what do you think happened to it? It bounced. So therefore, he had no insurance. Now he's wrecked his truck. He's got to fix his truck. No insurance. He's got to pay for it. He's also got a pretty expensive repair on his car. Now, if you've ever worked with people who are struggling to get by, one of the challenges for for people who are on the on the edge of life is transportation to work because if you don't have transportation to to your job, guess what? You can't hold down a job. And it becomes a real predicament for people sometimes. <laughs> it gets worse. 
In the midst of all this, he gets a letter from the IRS. He'd made a mistake on his tax return, and he owed the government 1200 bucks. Do you think he got discouraged? And you know what he said? This is a quote. Can I read it to you? This is what he said. He said, I've tried as hard as I can, but it's just no use. Now listen, I don't know if God is testing me or if the devil is torturing me. I've got the answer. Neither. What he sowed before he dedicated his life to Jesus, he was reaping. And when you dedicate your life to Jesus, it doesn't mean that Jesus waves a magic wand over your life and all the messes of your past he just makes go away. We, wanna, we always want a, a get-out-of-jail-free card. Life doesn't work that way. You planted that. He planted that. It's growing. Now, can God help him get out of it? Yes. But God doesn't magically make all of that debt and all of those issues go. God wasn't judging him. God wasn't punishing him. He was reaping what he had sown for years. And sometimes the chickens come home to roost down the road. Right? But because God doesn't give us a get-out-of-jail-free card like a monopoly, God, what's wrong? And God says, you're reaping what you sowed. Now, I will help you right now, but I'm not going to automatically just get rid of all that past. I'll help you figure out how you're going to deal with it and come out of this. But you planted that. Don't blame God. Don't blame the devil. Don't blame other people. Look in the mirror. We reap. It's the law of the harvest. But there's another reason people sometimes continue to make bad investments because, you know, well, it, it, it didn't work out, so, hey, I'm just going to keep doing it. Nothing's ever going to be any better. But there's another reason, and it's what I call a lack of patience. Now, in the financial world, people will tell you, you know, time and patience, time and patience, right? But we need some patience in life. How many of you are like me? You go through the fast food, you go through a drive through window. Sometimes I don't go because I'm afraid it might hurt my faith. <laughs> Y'all get what I'm saying? <laughs> because in this world, we like it, right? So God should fix it right away. Do you know that in the, the, the Greek, the, the word there's a word for patience, and it's the same word for endurance? Same word. We, don't have, we do not have a word in English that, that means both. But there's a word in Greek that's used in the New Testament for patience, and it also means endurance. It means both at the same time because patience means you've got to stand up under stuff for a time.
So what, 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 what are you investing your life in today? Now, you can't change what you invested in yesterday, 10 years ago, 20 years ago. And maybe some things are coming home to roost. There's some harvest. And that can be hard. That can be painful. I, and sometimes it's things that other people do that, that, you, that come home in your life. I get that. But you can't allow the fact that the harvest is coming to cause you just to throw up your hands and quit. Because he says here, we reap in due time if we what? We don't grow weary. We don't quit. And I want to encourage you to think about other people. The last lesson is basically in, invest your life and your resources in a way that blesses others. That's what he tells us in verse 10. So then while we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially those who are of the household of God. Because the more we just keep our eyes on ourselves, the more discouraged we become, the more selfish we become, the more, more, the more we lose focus but learning to look at the world through the eyes of God, look at people from the perspective of God's kingdom and what he's wanting to do in their lives and how he's wanting you to be a part of making a difference in their lives changes your perspective and it puts something in your heart, in your soul that makes life better and richer. What, 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 what does a mature Christian look like? More like Jesus who invested his resources for the kingdom, for us, for me, for you. And that's what we want to do.